Welcome to Joyful Eating for PCOS and Gut Health, ultimate podcast to learn how to find relief from hormonal and digestive pains while preserving the pleasure of eating. You'll learn from your host, Trista Chan, a registered dietitian and founder of The Good Life Dietitian, along with guest experts on how to understand your health through science and mind-body connection, which diet trends to ignore and explore, all with an accessible and inclusive lens. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back. So we know that hormone health is all the rage. Everywhere you look, balance your hormones, balance your hormones, right? So what exactly does that mean? When I ask this question, whether it's to peers or to clients, right? Most people actually can't define that and describe what hormone health is. And I get it. It's a super broad term. It's an umbrella term. And some may argue, and I actually agree, that it's often overused as a buzzword. Regardless, hormones are a really essential part of your health and well-being. And today, I'm going to clear the air and dive deep into the who, what, when, where, why, how of hormones, particularly in relation to PCOS. So if you have been diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, right, then you'll definitely want to tune into this. And because I'm seeing increasingly a trend or a narrative and, and focus on breakfast and the importance of breakfast or the importance of skipping breakfast, some argue, or when it comes to supporting hormone health, I'm going to give you a very actionable three-step framework to build a balanced breakfast for healthy hormones. Because yes, spoiler alert, the first meal of the day is really important. And if you have PCOS, is a very strong determinant of how your hormones may fluctuate for the rest of the day. So let's get into it. So let's set the scene with some brief background knowledge of how our bodies work, right? So our hormones, what they are, are chemicals made by our endocrine system. So think of them as your body's little messengers. Hormones are like little tiny postmen. They deliver important instructions, which then help your body function properly. It helps with regulating growth, sexual health, metabolism. It supports your sleep patterns, and so much more. There are so many hormones. It would take forever for me to list them all. And truth be told, I don't know them all, right? But when it comes to PCOS, three hormones you need to pay attention to are one, cortisol, your stress hormone. Everyone needs cortisol, but for people with PCOS, research suggests dysregulated. Two, insulin, and that is our handy growth hormone. Once again, an essential hormone for growth, but for people with PCOS, there may be higher levels of insulin than needed in your body, in your bloodstream. And that's what triggers the overproduction of testosterone, that third hormone we really want to pay attention to. That's what triggers the cravings, the blood sugar highs and lows, the energy roller coaster that you may be feeling with PCOS. And how this all relates to breakfast is if you grew up here in that classic parent phase, right, and this applies to people with PCOS, like eat your breakfast, it's so, so important, right? And I'm sure you're tired of this phrase, and this certainly doesn't apply to every single person, but for someone with PCOS, I can't drive it home more. A balanced, blood sugar-friendly, nutrient-dense breakfast is super important for one, regulating cortisol levels, Two, stabilizing blood sugars and thus that hormone insulin. 
and three, opening up another window of opportunity to actually get adequate micronutrients to fuel your body's needs, to reduce that chronic low-grade inflammation that's oftentimes found in many bodies with PCOS. So those are the three main functions of breakfast, and I'll dive into them more specifically. So when it comes to regulating cortisol levels, number one, like I said, cortisol is known as that stress hormone, right? It helps protect against stress, controls blood sugar levels, blood pressure levels, and usually cortisol is at its peak in the morning, and that's what gives us that energy boost. It tends to decline a little bit later in the day, and that's what is in line with your circadian rhythms. For people with PCOS or hormone issues, it is stressful, to say the least. And furthermore, a study of 65 females found that those who skipped breakfast experienced disruptions in this cortisol rise and fall rhythm and higher blood pressure levels, both of which are linked to a higher risk of cardiometabolic disease. So keep in mind, I know this isn't like the ultimate gold standard study. It's a lower quality observational study, but we're working on what we have, right? And for people with PCOS out there, Cortisol, like I said, studies suggest that it's already dysregulated. That natural highest in the morning, lower later in the day rhythm isn't always present in people with PCOS, right? So it's dysregulated in the first place. And then if you're skipping breakfast with protein and fiber, which is shown to help with cortisol management, right, then that can just be a recipe for disaster. And when it comes to my clinical practice, a common quote unquote like trap or a cycle that I see so many clients fall into is that they may skip breakfast morning you know they have coffee that's appetite suppressant they go straight to work that stressors another appetite suppressant and then they breeze through lunch really light meals incomplete meals only to feel exhausted starving and cranky by like 3 p.m so this puts a lot of stress on our body even if you're working a desk job If you're not putting enough input into your body through the form of calories, macro and micronutrients, but then you're still exerting a lot, even if it's just through thinking, your brain uses so much energy, that can really mess up our cortisol levels, especially over time. You can blink and then it's been like a whole year, two, three years of these habits, right? Really building up in our body. So to recap, when it comes to managing cortisol, starting your day, with a protein and fiber rich breakfast i'll talk a little bit more later a three-step framework for building a healthy breakfast can help shield you from these cortisol dysregulation okay so that's cortisol number two the importance of breakfast when it comes to hormone health is that it can help stabilize your blood sugars and thus your insulin hormone think of them as like two peas in a pod they're a dynamic duo so insulin is actually a hormone that's released by your pancreas in response to your blood sugars increasing. So every time you have a carbohydrate, it breaks down into glucose, also known as sugar, in your bloodstream. That signals your body to release insulin, which is a hormone that unlocks the key to your cell doors so the sugar can move from the blood into your cells like your muscles and you can use it for energy. Okay. With bodies with PCOS though, there may be a little bit of insulin resistance. So think of it as that key, that insulin key is jammed, it's broken. So it can't unlock that door to your body's cells. 
So instead, you're left with higher blood sugars and you're left with high insulin levels, kind of worsening that insulin resistance cycle and making you feel fatigued, making you feel hungry, craving sweets. And as time ticks on, these persistently high levels of blood sugars and insulin then become a risk factor once again for cardiometabolic diseases. That's why it is so crucial to step in early work on stabilizing your blood sugars, causing that low and slow rise and fall, right? We don't want it to be flat or completely low because we do need some sugar for energy. We just want to stabilize it and thus stabilizing the insulin rise and fall, especially if you find yourself struggling with insulin resistance or having early signs of such. So how that relates to breakfast is research consistently shows with PCOS that having a balanced breakfast, that protein, fiber, hydration, I'll dive a little deeper once again into that three-step framework, helps with glycemic and blood sugar control for the rest of the day, helps to regulate sweet cravings all the way until the end of the day. And this is something that I consistently see clients are always saying, I can't believe all I had to do was eat a balanced breakfast not to feel out of control and bingy at night right, around particularly refined carbs and sweets. So starting the day is shown to stabilize those blood sugars and it prevents that energy crash that so many people feel at 3 p.m., which happens when you're under eating during the day. Once again, you're overexerting. You've technically been in a fasted state, so your your sugars are sensitive to that first thing you eat in the day. And if it's something that likely you're going to be craving at 12 or 1, that's sweet. If you have PCOS, you're already prone to cravings, right? That's just going to be a recipe for disaster. So starting the day with something balanced helps with glycemic control once again, blood sugar control, insulin control, low and slow rise and fall sets the tone for the day and prevents later day cravings for sweets that shoot up your blood sugar. The cool thing about blood sugars and hormone levels is that these things can be tested. Same with your insulin levels because knowledge is power, right? This is the cool thing about blood sugars, insulin levels, and other hormones like cortisol is that it can be tested. So I usually recommend you get blood work to get more knowledge into what's going on in your body so you can make better, more informed, and empowered decisions about your own health care. So I am going to be linking a free PCOS lab work checklist that you can download in the show notes to help guide you through that process. And finally, breakfast is so important. The third reason is because it opens up another window of opportunity to actually get adequate micronutrients that supports your cellular health and helps to reduce that chronic low-grade inflammation found in many bodies with PCOS, right? So let's not sleep on those micronutrients in addition to those macronutrients like protein and a fiber-rich carb, right? So eating breakfast ensures that you're not missing out on these thousands of little micronutrients, right? That does wonders for your well-being. So rather than fixating on specific micronutrients, now there are some that are shown to be that we need to pay a little more attention to with PCOS, like things like zinc, things like magnesium, right? But if we're essentially eating multiple times per day with variety, balance in mind, and that three-step framework I'm talking about next, right, more or less, you're going to be reaching your micronutrient needs. Unless, of course, 
there's other indications for supplements, right? Taking that food first approach, right, is that baseline. So what micronutrients are, essentially they're tiny little powerhouses that your body needs to function optimally. So I've already named zinc, magnesium, but things like vitamin C, D, calcium, iron, you know, B vitamins, right? All micronutrients, and they're essential for a wide range of bodily processes, including supporting your immunity, energy production, bone health, and antioxidants like vitamin C, vitamin E, they are very powerful to help fight that chronic, once again, low-grade inflammation. That worsens that insulin resistance cycle. That causes a lot of that chronic fatigue and pain. So the thing is our bodies don't and can't make enough of these micronutrients on their own. So these essential micronutrients, most of the time we have to get them through our diet. And if we're skipping breakfast, if we're eating OMAD, if we're doing one meal a day, if we're doing you know, such and such and very, really, really restrictive, that cuts out a lot of the opportunity that you can have to actually make sure you're meeting these daily recommended needs, right? So likely you will be micronutrient deficient. So a review of 40 studies showed that breakfast eaters tend to get more vitamins than breakfast skippers. So it's not just about stabilizing blood sugars, even though that's essential. It's not just about regulating cortisol. It's about getting in more vitamins and nutrients to power you through your day and help with everything your body is working hard to do underneath the skin, the surface, right? So loading up on nutrients to kickstart your day. Okay, so we talked about the three functions of breakfast in relation to hormones for PCOS. So to recap, it helps to regulate cortisol levels, also known as our stress hormone, prevents you from being overstressed, overtaxing your body. It stabilizes your blood sugars and insulin levels. And thirdly, last but not least, eating breakfast opens up another window of opportunity to reach your essential micronutrient needs. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit and give you some practical tools to actually do that. So a three-step formula to build a hormone-friendly breakfast that helps fulfill everything and all the benefits we talked about is one, protein, two, fiber, three, hydration. And I'll dive into each of these nutrients soon. So this super easy framework. So let's start with protein. Protein is so important because it helps us grow and repair cells. And it actually helps produce hormones like insulin, right? Remember, insulin isn't evil, right? We need insulin as a growth hormone. We just don't want it to be too high. It also keeps us full. So if you're having a breakfast without protein, you may find you're hungry again one or two hours later because it goes right through you, right? You digest protein a little slower, it keeps you a little fuller. Okay, so most protein-rich foods do increase some blood sugars, but digests much slower than carbs. So it's more of that low and slow release, meaning it's a controlled release of insulin after meals as well. And protein is found in both animal and plant foods. Studies suggest that having more soy, like soy milk, firm tofu, if you want to do like a tofu scramble in the morning, if you want to do like a soy milk on the side or in a smoothie or cook your oats in that, right? Having more soy is connected to lower insulin and blood sugars and promotes an improved lipid profile as well. 
and is linked to lower free androgens. So those male sex hormones like testosterone, which is oftentimes when too high in people with PCOS, is what's responsible for things like the facial hair growth, the hirsutism, acne, etc. Okay. Because soy contains isoflavones, which is anti-inflammatory and has antioxidant functions. So whether you are a vegetarian or you prefer omnivore, you like animal products, the key with protein is to explore a variety within your chosen preferences, right? So in addition to that tofu scramble, soy milk, things like eggs, you know, whole grains have some protein, right? Milk, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, right? All excellent choices, smoked salmon. So the takeaway for protein, include at breakfast always for all those aforementioned benefits. Choose a variety of animal and plant-based proteins and try to include soy a few times per week if you can. Okay, so that's protein. The second part of the formula is fiber. So carbs have a really bad rep if you've been told to cut out rice, roti, pasta, right? Just to rebound, restrict binge, and continue that cycle, I'm hoping that this can actually provide you some long-term relief and take away some of that stress around carbs. So carbs, despite its vilification, provides us much needed energy. It does increase our blood sugars. And when we talk about preventing that spike, I can see why it may sound scary. But the thing is the type of carb, the context in the meal and the timing and your overall dietary pattern matter so much more than just focusing on carbs. So it's not that we want no carbs, and it's not that we want all carbs. We want to find a moderate amount that suits your individual needs, that contains fiber, and that is paired with protein, paired with fats, paired with hydration to ensure that it gives you that low and slow energy rise and fall. The difference is that fiber is the part of the carb that you don't break down, and it does not impact your blood sugars. Basically, the more fiber you have in a carb, the less of the blood sugar response. And it also does some heavy lifting for your gut. There's a lot of digestive health benefits when it comes to upping the fiber. There's a ton of breakfast foods that are high in fiber. So think steel-cut oats, whole fruits with the skin, mixed nuts, seeds. I love adding ground flax seeds into porridge or into smoothies, whole grain toast, whole grain cereals. And on top of that, you're pairing that with that protein that we talked about to continue to slow down the absorption. So the carb, the energy that you're eating is going to be a little bit more prolonged. It's not going to give you that rise and fall and then you're exhausted and crashing again. So when it comes to carb, think the type of carb matters, choose high fiber. Two, the overall balance of the meal matters. So pair that with that protein. And that third part of the equation is hydration, which I know sounds so simple. It's not the most exciting advice, but trust me, it is a total game changer for healthy hormones if you tend to be dehydrated. So hydration, water, fluids, literally it does so much in our body. It regulates our cortisol. It reduces blood sugar levels. Think of it as diluting those sticky blood sugars. It supports your energy levels. It lubricates your joints. And I know... You know, dehydration is so common, right? No one, you know, sometimes you're just not in the habit of drinking water. You don't get that thirst cue. But dehydration just impairs your body's ability to use insulin effectively. It also leads to 
digestive discomfort, constipation, bloating, fatigue, and your body does lose a good amount of water overnight, sweating, breathing. So it is really important to rehydrate. So think of that as giving your body the refresh it needs to kickstart the day and keep those hormones in check. Okay, so let's put this all together for these three simple steps. For example, that could be like shakshuka. So you have the poached egg, some protein. You have a whole grain pita bread on on the side for some fiber and you have a glass of water, right? Another example with more of my East Asian Chinese clients are if you're having congee, you're adding chicken and eggs in there. That's the protein. You're adding vegetables, onion, mushrooms, right? Coriander, that's that fiber. And you're having some water on the side. If you want masala scrambled tofu, that scrambled tofu is that soy protein, really beneficial for our glycemic control and lipid profile with mixed vegetables for that fiber and a blend of spices like turmeric, cumin, coriander, chili powder, and then maybe you're pairing it with like whole grain roti or brown rice on that side for a little bit more fiber. So those are some really practical and tasty ways to implement that three step kind of framework. Okay. So let's wrap up and recap today's episode with the key takeaways. So to recap, our hormones are chemicals and made by our endocrine system that help our body function properly. Three hormones to pay attention to with PCOS is one, cortisol, two, insulin, three, testosterone. And eating a balanced breakfast helps with better regulation of these hormones. Plus, it gives you a good dose of micronutrients to support a functioning body. When making breakfast, use the three-step formula. One, protein, more plant-based, some soy, some animal proteins. Two, add a fiber-rich carb. And three, replenish with water because you are losing water throughout the night. Okay, so if you want to get started once again on managing your PCOS and hormone health, Right, download our free PCOS and gut health toolkit. It includes a PCOS labs blood work checklist. I strongly believe knowledge is power. The more you know about what's going on beneath the surface, the better you're able to make empowered and informed choices about your health. Right, And this toolkit does give you actionable steps you can start today to start feeling a little bit better. Okay, so if you like what you hear, Please don't forget to rate, review, share, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right? It really helps me just to get the word out there and it helps to support us making more of this valuable free content for you all. So thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.